there and bring us deliverance from heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, last Sunday, I announced that we are planning and really working hard to start a church in Nigeria. We are going to do it. And I'm depending on the Lord and the Lord alone, and he will supply all the finances. This is our Jerusalem. We will continue to work in our Jerusalem for the past six years. Uh, we've been working in our Jerusalem. We're building a new sanctuary, and that sanctuary is going to be built. Nothing is going to stop it. And we have people coming from all over Houston, Cypress area particularly. They will be there. And as we pray, God is going to be supplying those workers. They're coming, and you are part of that. And we need you on the 13th. We need you at the workers' conference here, about workers' meeting we're having. We need you here. We want, if God has given you a vision in your heart, Every one of you, God is giving you a ministry. You have a ministry. And we want to bring that ministry into this ministry so we can work together. That's why you're here. That's why God brought you here. We should work together. So we're going to plant that church. I announced it and that we're going to be on television over there. And uh, all of a sudden I have a camera that's supposed to be about uh, $14,000. And will be sold to us. David, am I right? For $1,900, right? We're going to get it. <laughs> Amen. We're going to get that camera. The ceiling in the Ark Fellowship right now is not really high. So, <laughs> so we'll probably put it somewhere here and, and record. Or we have, you know, one-to-one -one and we'll send it back there. You know how much it is? Those of you who were not here last Sunday, to put that thing on television over there uh, is $1,800 for three months. 30 minutes. Uh, a week. So we have a privilege of being on television for 30 minutes for the whole state. It's a state television. I can't just walk by that. It's too good the deal. <laughs> I gotta take it. And I'm believing God and trusting God to supply that. And that will open that area of ministry. But we're not stopping there. We're gonna be building other churches and we'll move from Nigeria to Kenya and from Kenya to uh, Ireland and Scotland. Paris. And please send me as a missionary to Paris. I like it. <laughs> I'll stay there. <laughs> Amen. But we want to do all of these things. And after I mentioned it last week, we had $2,100. 300 already given and 1,800 promised. It came in today. Thank God. So we have $2,100 already coming in. That's God. That is God. And I know we're going to be doing it. Uh, our pastors are excited. I'm very excited. You know what? I'm not going to be going there to preach. Guess who is going there to preach? You. <laughs> well, lay hands on you. Say, brother, we feel you have been called to preach. And you agree with us. We'll pour it all on you. Until you feel anointed, it just keeps coming down. <laughs> Amen. And before you know it, say, stop pouring the oil. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Amen. So we'll send you there. You spend two weeks and come back and report to us. How many of you like that idea? We need to spread out. We need to reach out to the world. And we can't say we are too small. We leave the big thing to the big churches. No. God is looking for a willing heart. 
if you are willing and obedient. That's all. We are willing and we're ready to go. And I'm sending, uh, where's Gary? He's not here this morning. <laughs> Is it me, Pastor? <laughs> Amen. But this morning I want to announce to you that it's time for your breakthrough. It's time for your breakthrough. Let me ask this question. How many of you feel like you have not really succeeded in life? You feel like a failure. Thank you. Put your hand down. Thank you. You feel like you are not where you ought to be in your relationship with God. From time to time we feel that way. And sometimes we stay in that mood for a very long time. And you're having a particular problem in your life. And you don't know what to do. You've tried everything. And still, you still feel like you're failing in this area of life. Sometimes it's in relationships. Maybe you made bad decisions in the past. And you're wondering, I wish I couldn't, I didn't make those horrible decisions. And look at where I am today. Because of the bad decisions I've made in my life. And look. And sometimes you're feeling sad. Well, because of all of these things, I don't really think that God can use me now. Man. And maybe you think, I've made all these bad decisions. I'm 40 years old, I'm 50 now, and I'm going, I, I have such a short time. It's useless to think that God will do great things through me. But you know, you have made, you were created for success. That is why you don't feel fulfilled in life when you feel unsuccessful in any area of life. There are people that have money, a lot of money, but their kids are crazy. They won't talk to you much about their money. If you really sit them down and they want to talk, guess what they'll be talking about? Their kids. Why? It's the area where they are feeling they are not fulfilled. The reason for that is that God created us for success in every area of life. We will never be perfect here. And the understanding of where you are and, and to be happy and to have joy in, in God and to be fulfilled in life is generally through your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the fact that you know he's not through with you yet. And you're patient waiting for him to finish his work in your life. You remember what Jesus said on the cross? After three years, well, 30 years, then three years, 33 years. Final words. It is finished. It is finished. No greater success than that. Satisfied all the way. Even in death, bowing his head, a fulfilled man, God, it is finished. And he did it all for us. You know, in life, we have a lot of difficulties that come into our lives. 
and sometimes it's really hard to put your hands all around those difficulties. Sometimes you feel like you put your hand around this particular problem and you're a little happy and before you know, another problem pops up. And you wonder, what, what can I do in life to prevent this problem from popping up? How can I be fulfilled? And sometimes it's because of things that have happened to us in our past. People have abused us, things have happened, and we have uh, uh, retained that uh, victim mentality over the years. And Satan keeps beating you with those things. And he keeps convincing you. This is the reason why you can never be successful in life is because this happened, and that happened, and this happened. You made the wrong decision. You didn't do this at this right time. God is not too happy with you. He's kind of happy with you, but he's not truly thrilled about your life. So there is no way he can even help you. You're on your own. God doesn't care too much about you. You've made too many mistakes. And look at all these things that's happened. There's something wrong in your life. That's why these things happen to you. And because of these things, you're not going anywhere in life. However, the God who created you, created you for success. That is his will, success, in every area of life. He created you for success. And if you would know, there is a voice, a loud voice, crying out from heaven today. And the Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 12, verse 10, he said, I heard a loud voice from heaven, and I believe that loud voice is for you today and for your breakthrough. He starts today, no matter what's happened in your past, no matter what's going on in your life right now, no matter what the enemy is telling you and convincing you about concerning your life, God has said from his word in Revelation, opening up to us from the book of Revelation, now he's come salvation and strength. When is he coming now? Everyone say now. Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God. And you belong to that kingdom. So you got salvation. You got strength from God to go on, to move on. And the Bible says, and the power of his Christ. Because the accuser of the brethren... The one that's telling you, you are a failure in life, God is not happy with you, you've done some terrible things, you've made some terrible decisions in your life, and God is not pleased, you're suffering the consequences of your decision, and God is not going to help you out. He is saying, now he's come, now, because of the finished work of Calvary, now is come salvation, that means deliverance, that means breakthrough. Now he's come, salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ. For the accuser, you see, the accusations that the enemy brings against you, that's what's keeping us down. The accusations. The accuser of the brethren who accuse our brethren, day and night. You can never get away from those things that comes through your mind. Your failures, what you should have done. Maybe you should have gone to college. Maybe you should, you should have listened to your mama the other time. But now look at what you have. This is all I have in life. All these mistakes. He constantly will accuse you. 
the accuser of the brethren is cast down. This week, I, that was fun scripture for me. I was determined in my heart. The accuser is cast down. God has shut their mouths. Because those accusations from the enemy, they have effect on your life. And we're constantly receiving them. He tells you one, you feel bad a little bit, and you go back and say, Satan, do you have another one to tell me so I can feel even worse? <laughs> That's what the enemy is doing to us. But now, it's calm, salvation, and strength. That's the deliverance. I'd like you to see something that Jesus has done for us. We need to believe in what Jesus has done for us. And forget your past. And receive his future for you. He has a great future for you. Don't listen to people that will remind you of your past, especially the past that you want to forget. Don't listen to them. If they remind you of the good things of the past, that's a good thing. But if they want to talk about the things that, are, that you don't want to be remi- reminded of, uh, that man is uh, Satan's advocate. And you don't need to listen to them. Now, is come salvation and strength. Now, if you turn with me to Second Peter, now it's actually First Peter chapter one. I'd like you to see what the what the excitement was concerning you before Jesus came. Amen. There was a whole lot of excitement before Jesus came for us. A lot of excitement. And we need to recognize that. First Peter chapter 1. We talk about now is come what salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. You know that power is directed towards you. But look, in First Peter chapter 1. Verse 10, it says, Of this salvation, the prophets have inquired and searched carefully. What did they do? The salvation we're talking about, the salvation that's come to you, the prophets have inquired and searched carefully who prophesied of the grace that will come to who? To come to you. First Peter chapter 1. Verse 10, there is a grace that God, they prophesied of a grace that is coming to you. That grace is your grace from God. They prophesied about it. They prophesied about it. Of this great salvation, now he's come salvation and strength. Right now, where you're seated, and I'm going to tell you this morning, no matter what's going on in your life, there's got to be a breakthrough for you this morning in the name of Jesus. No matter what fear is coming to your life, God is greater than that fear in your life, and God will take care of that fear in your life, and you are on your way to success because he created you for success. And no one can take that away from you unless you believe the lie. No one can take it away from you. He says, this is what they were doing. They were searching. Verse 11, searching what? 
Or what manner of time? This was what the, the prophets were so excited. Hey, what's going to happen? What time? What's going to happen? They were searching and they searched carefully. They inquired from the Holy Spirit that wasn't them. And the inquiry was about us, about you. What God was going to do in the exciting things that God was going to do in the last days. But the accuser of the brethren will not let us see these things. All he wants us to see is our failures. It's not about us. It's about what Jesus has finished. And we need to lock into what Jesus already finished with us. And we can fly with him. We can fly with him. Searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ. The Holy Spirit in those prophets, all of them, they were searching and he was indicating and testifying to them. And what he was testifying to them was about the sufferings of Christ and the glories that we follow after. That's what they were excited about. They wanted to know what, what time. This is so exciting. When is it going to happen? How is it going to happen? They knew, they knew Messiah was going to suffer. And after his suffering, they didn't understand all of it. But after his suffering, there will be great glories revealed to all God's people. And they were thinking about this. And the Bible says, the Holy Spirit told them, uh, this ministry and this revelation I'm giving to you is not for you. I'm just permitting you to speak of it. It's for them. For them. And that's you. You know what the enemy has done to us is to lie to us. That is his greatest power. To lie to us, to let you feel like you can never make it. But if you believe you can, you can. Because God is on your side. Regardless of what uh, political leaning you have in your life. But think about a man, you know, in the United States. You understand what I'm saying? When he was young, according to his circumstances, would he ever ever dream he's going to become president someday? I'm talking about Obama now. Regardless of your political leaning. You think when he was a kid, he thought one day I'm going to be president of the United States. You think he ever thought about that? Absolutely not. Circumstances keep coming. Amen? Make circumstances come into your life that will make you believe that you are a winner in life. Amen. Circumstances, one after the other. And he says, thinking, maybe I could. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I could. And that's a man that, in my opinion, doesn't really know God. I may be wrong. But from what I see, I don't know. I may be completely wrong. But regardless... There was something there that kept him going. I will be gladly, I will be glad to be absolutely wrong that he truly knows God. I don't know that. Amen. But all things are possible to what? To them that believe. So what do you need for these impossibilities to come to pass in your life? Just believe. Just believe. You know why all things? Because Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. So now, if anything is limiting you, 
Guess who is doing it? You are. You are. That's why I talked about the president. If he set limits, he never, he never tried, he would never step out to even campaign. That's right, just the way it is. All of them. But step out. Just try. They know, people of the world will give you no chance. But when God has called you, guess what? He's going to take you up there. That doesn't mean you're not going to go through difficult times. That doesn't mean you're not going to grow through times of doubt. And they all doubted. Elijah doubted, remember? He doubted. But this is the salvation. Let me tell you this. Of all of the prophets of the, of the Old Testament, one stood out. Isaiah the prophet. They all prophesied about this, but Isaiah was so specific that people believe they should call it the gospel according to Isaiah. Even though it's in the Old Testament. You only find gospels in the New Testament. Yes. But then Isaiah preached the gospel. And according to the scripture we read in First Peter, all God was showing Isaiah, I'm just revealing these things to you, but you, you are not supposed to enjoy any of it. It's for them. And that's me. And that's you. Amen. We really need to wake up. There is one thing to be humble. There is one thing to have humility. But when you are being oppressed by the devil. And you are still being humble. And that's stupidity. That's not humility. When you know what God has already said about you, and you're thinking you are humble and letting the enemy drive you, you drive you down and humble you, and you call that humility, that's no humility. It's time for us to rise up and say no to the devil. No, what we're doing by saying no to the devil is by is saying, God, I'm on your side now. So none of these things that's happening to them can happen to me. I am a child of God. All we have to do is believe. Isaiah 52, Isaiah 53, Isaiah 54, Isaiah 55, all of this, the prophet one after the other, he was just telling us of the great work that God was going to do. He said, oh, everyone who thirsts, Isaiah 55, let him come to the water and drink, and drink freely. Amen. Isaiah 52, he was telling us about Jesus. He said he had no comeliness. In other words, he was so beaten. He had taken every sin. He had taken every sickness, every disease. In the spirit, you look at him. He didn't even look like a man. He told us that. But then in Isaiah 53, he said, Who has believed our report? Who has believed our report? I would like to read that to you, Isaiah 53 from uh, the Amplified Version. You see, this is the key. We refuse to believe his report. 
We are believing what we feel. We are leaning on our own understanding. If my body feels weak, then you feel weak. But the Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. What are you supposed to say? Say it. When you feel weak, don't say you're weak. The Bible says you should say, I am strong. So the devil said, that's a liar. How do you feel? Well, in the natural, you still feel weak. And that's what's wrong with us. We're thinking if we say what God says, and our body doesn't agree with what God says, uh, we we may be lying. Because our body doesn't, you know, agree with what God says. But the Bible says, let God be true. And every man a liar. Your own body is a lie. Your body is lying to you. When God says you're healed, your body is healed. Whatever is happening to you in the, in the natural is a lie. And if you stay with God's word, that's what the scripture says. Who has believed our report? Who has believed our report? In the Amplified Version, it says, Who has believed, trusted in, relied upon, and clung to our report? You rely on this report. You know why God is asking this question? Because there, there will be circumstances around your life. Things happening to you that will make it difficult for you to truly accept this report. Do you understand what I'm saying? But if you can accept the report, you know what you do? You truly honor God. And God says, everyone who honors me, I will honor. When you honor, you know, when you accept God's word, you know what you're doing? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God himself. When you accept God's word against what you see in the natural, you know what you do? You have lifted him up. <coughs> Amen. That's what Jesus said. If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. When you believe the word of God against what is happening to you in the natural, you are looking for a miracle and you will get it. That's the way to get a miracle. Believing contrary to what you see with your own natural eyes. This thing is so simple, but it's so difficult because we live in the natural realm. And if you tell your friend who, that's why the Bible says you shouldn't cast your, your pearl to swine. You tell your friend what you're thinking and what you're believing. He says, I've never seen a fool like this. You think that what you just said is going to happen? And they give you all the circumstances in life and, and the reasons why none of those things will happen. Who has believed our report? Rely on that report when things are not going well. You cling to that report when things are negative and things don't seem to be working out for you you cling to that report when the devil is saying you are a failure you can never succeed this stuff that you're thinking to do this business i'm telling you just like it's been in the past can you remember last when you did anything that was successful that's what's going to happen in this case try it and you will fail if you believe god's report guess what you never find success like 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 that again it's never been before. This will be the greatest. I remember, you know, I, 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 I still think about uh, Theresa's uh, daddy here. Bill Johnson. Some of us, yeah, some time ago. Uh, he'll come. They were planning to uh, 
They talk about foreclosure. Then his own was way back then, not now. And they were foreclosing on his house. But for some reason, he had locked into the message he was hearing. And every Wednesday night, when Pastor Andy says, uh, testimony time, he'll sit somewhere there, around there. He'll stand up and give glory to God and testify that his pain is tied faithfully and that he is blessed. And I'm sure he's saying all of that, but he really felt like crying. They were taking his home away from him. <laughs> but he will say the word. Guess what? It didn't take too long when God gave him the best job. I mean, he was over, was he over 50 then? Yes. He had the job, the best job ever in his entire life. Right? The best job. He was shocked, but I was excited. You know why I was, the word works, the word works, hallelujah. And he came to me, he said, hey pastor, I have good news and bad news. So I said, give me the good news first, I will be able to handle the bad news, okay. So he gave me the good news, he got this great job. And the, the, I said, okay, now I'm really excited about that. What about the bad news? He said, but I have to leave town. I said, you can just go. Go. I'm happy. Go. My joy is full because I have seen that the word of God works. That's it. That's what we're saying this morning. Today is your breakthrough day. Don't go home with that same problem Today, after the service, we're going to be having our prayer partners come up here. And if you need a breakthrough in your life, let somebody agree with you. And when you come into agreement with somebody, Jesus said, if two of you shall agree concerning anything on the earth, many times we forget about that. As long as you are still retaining this fleshly suit, okay? And you are on the earth. And you can find somebody to agree with you fully. And they refuse to come out of agreement. Uh, when you leave, just start smiling. Just keep smiling. He says, he's done. He's done. Because Jesus said, if two of you shall agree concerning anything that you want done on the earth, by your heavenly father, he said, he shall be done. And you know what Jesus said in the scriptures? And the scriptures cannot be broken. The scriptures cannot be broken. So when he says that, if you agree, when you agree with somebody this morning, your breakthrough has come. Today is the day of breakthrough. I want to go quickly to what Jesus, the Bible, Isaiah the prophet told us in the scriptures, what Jesus has done for us. I'd like you to see something from the scriptures. After Isaiah 53, that described the death of the Lord Jesus Christ and the painful sacrifice, which we need to study. I, I believe that these things have been put into chapters. I'm sure when, it, when they were written, there were no chapters, right? No chapters. After he described the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, he said in... Um, in uh, Isaiah chapter 53 verse 4. Surely, surely he had borne our grief. You know what? Without a doubt, he bore your grief. And that word means sickness. Surely he had borne our grief and carried away our sorrows. And that word means pain, disappointments. 
discouragement. He pulled them. Surely, you know, you can read through the whole chapter. You won't find that word surely in another verse, except in that verse, where it says, surely he had borne your sickness and borne your pains. And then in verse 5, he was wounded for our transgression. It was not his transgression. He had no sin. But he took mine. That means I can be forgiven. No matter what you've done. No matter how bad. God has forgiven you. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised. In the word means God crushed him for our iniquities. He was crushed for the things I did. And perhaps we do. That thing fell on him. And the Bible started, who has believed our report? That means he took everything away. And you know, Jesus confirmed that on the cross when he said, it is finished. I'm finished. I can't be crushed anymore. My master was crushed. Who is going to try to crush me? You can't. Jesus was crushed. You know, there is a court in the universe. And God is the judge. (laughs) What he does in Allah will never happen. You can only be crushed if you don't hang on or cling to his son, the word. When you cling to the word, no one can crush you. No one. Because God sitting in his place in heaven looks down and delivers judgment. No, not that one. He's been acquitted. Amen. Amen. He was bruised for our iniquities. All we as sheep have gone astray. But God has laid on him the iniquity of us all. In verse 10, he says, It pleased the Lord to bruise him, to crush him. To put him to grief. It means he pleased God to make him sick for us. And 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9, he said, you know the grace of God, how that he was rich, but for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be made rich. Well, God is the one that makes you rich. And all is, who has believed our report? Your breakthrough is today. No matter what's been following you from the day of your birth or it started last year or started last week, today after you agree with somebody in prayer, that thing will end here and you will walk out of this place free in the name of Jesus. And Jesus will do that today for us. So after he's told us all of these things in Isaiah 53, and remember no chapters, and then you go to Isaiah 51, I mean 54, he says, sing, O barren. You who did not bear. It's like things were really hard. But now God says, you don't know. Things are going to get better. Now it's time to sing. He says, break forth into singing and cry aloud. You know when to cry aloud the most? When you're feeling down. When Satan has been ministering to you how bad you've been, how nothing is working, you are going under, you've been such a bad girl, you've been such a bad boy, (laughs) you remind him of Isaiah 53. 
and you tell him, I believe. I believe. I believe. Cry aloud. Break forth. That's your breakthrough. Into singing. Sing in your shower. Amen. Praise the Lord. Start yelling out to God. So it's time for you to sing. But look at what happens. Because of what the prophets have prophesied. He tells us in verse 2. Enlarge the place of your tent. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Lengthen the cord. Strengthen the stake. Do not spare. Who is to do that? You. When you look into what Jesus is already finished, he leaves the rest to you. You now begin to enlarge the place of your dwelling. This place is too small. We need something bigger. Amen. People will ask, where are you going to get the money to do that? <laughs> My heavenly father has all of it. And Jesus is provided for me. I'm going to start this new business. And I believe it's going to be successful. Question is, where are you going to get the money? You just went bankrupt. That was last year. <laughs> but a new day is done. Today is a day of breakthrough. And you must believe it. It is believing that reveals the arm of God, the power of God. If you don't believe it, you're not going anywhere with it. Who has believed our report? You need to enlarge your tent in your mind. My wife and I, we've decided what we want for the Ark Fellowship. Am I going to be looking at what I see in front of me? No. <laughs> I look to him. And I constantly tell him, this is what I want. I don't want to leave this earth a defeat, a defeated person. That's never going to happen because there is no room for defeat in what Jesus is already finished. If I leave this world defeated, he's allowed it. I remember once I was sick in my body and I was crying out to God. I'm all of a sudden, and maybe that's happening to you in life. You, everything was okay before. And then all of a sudden, one day, maybe something came in the mail. Or somebody said something to you. Or your employer said something to you. Or whatever the situation is. And now since that time, your life has changed. And you don't know what to do. That's the same place I found myself. I was a healthy person. I worked a job and I worked for a long time. It didn't bother me. I had the strength. And then all of a sudden, this sickness came on me and my life was going down and I said God what is going on what is happening surely he has borne my sickness I knew those scriptures I remember going to the doctor and I, he, he said I'm going to help you and he gave me some uh, prescribed medication and he told me this was going to last so, so, so you know maybe a month two months the pain was unbearable. By two weeks time, I was back in his office. I said, you need to give me more. He said, I can't do that. I said, well, they said you can operate on this. He said, it's not as bad. When it gets that bad, that's when we do the operation. I said, sir, I'm really suffering. Just go ahead and do the operation. He said, no. My life had changed. I was okay. But now I had a cabinet full of this medication. 
constantly. And I was wondering, what's happened to me? My life has changed. If this continues, there is no way I can ever make it. And one day I was crying out to, 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 to the Lord in my office in the, at the medical center. I said, God, my life has changed. This thing is going to cause me real trouble. Because it's, it's a daily thing. No relief. Unless I use the medication. It usually lasts for a few minutes and it's over. And the Lord said to me, and I can't forget, in my office, he said, I said, God, why don't you heal me? He said, because you allowed it. It's your fault. You allowed the sickness on you. And that was news to me. I thought God was supposed to heal me, and now he's telling me I allowed the sickness. But the scripture says, who has believed our report? What report? By his stripes, I was healed. And if I was healed, I am healed right now. I am the healed. So God is saying, you allowed it. And that's what he's saying in Isaiah 54. You enlarge your tent. If you are believing God for something that you can handle, you don't need faith. Sorry, you can handle it. Right? But if you are believing God for something that's bigger than you, then you need faith. When you tell people, say, how are you going to do this? You know you're doing the right thing. If they start making some calculations for you, then you really don't need God in this matter. It doesn't matter what it is. Whether it's your body, the doctors are telling you something, you stay with the word. That's not to say don't go back to the doctor, but God healed me. After that day, I st- I, you know what I did? I didn't ask God to heal me. You know what I did? I cried and begged him for forgiveness. That's the truth. I said, God, please forgive me for being so stupid to allow this thing. I mean, this was a physical thing. And guess what? From that day till today, I'm healed. The pain left. I went and I threw away everything. All the 20, $38 you have to buy this medication, several dollars. I could get some good hamburgers for my kid that way. Amen. And they love me for this. <laughs> I don't know why kids love hamburger. I don't know why kids. <laughs> but you, it's your responsibility to enlarge. You see, God says you enlarge your tent. Think of something bigger than yourself. Yes, it's been bad in the past. But why can't you dream of something better in the future? You know, God was the one that gave dreams to them in the New Testament. I mean, the Old Testament. God did that for them. God said to rebuke the devourer. I will rebuke the devourer. Is that not what he said in the Old Testament? He gave them dreams in the Old Testament. He told them to dream. You know, this dream, it was from the Lord. He gave Jacob dreams. He gave Joseph dreams. You remember that? He gave them dreams in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, he said, you shall dream dreams. Amen. And God is not saying in the, in the New Testament, uh, he's, he's not saying, I will rebuke the devourer. What does he say to us? Resist the devil and he will flee from you. He is not involved. You do it. Amen. So that's what we need to do. Regardless of the, the area that the enemy is attacking you with. Something in your past. It's best to tell him it's, that's in the past. It's under the blood. I'm no longer a victim. Because as long as you call yourself a victim. 
you will remain a victim. And victims don't become victors. You have to get rid of that. And lock into Christ. Today is your day of breakthrough. God says he will not rebuke you anymore. He loves you. He cares for you. And today you can receive whatever you want from the Lord. His breakthrough time. That thing that the enemy has been doing to you all these years must come to an end this morning. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, He needs you. And you need Him more than He needs you. Throw everything into His hand. Prayer partners, would you come up front here? There is no room for barrenness anymore. There is no room for barrenness. God is calling us for fruitfulness. And He has fruitfulness in His heart towards us. Anyone that's believing God for a breakthrough in one area of your life, please come. Let somebody agree with you. All of you stand up. If you believe in God for breakthrough, no shame. Come and say, I need you, brother, to agree with me. I need breakthrough in my life. I want to have that breakthrough and I need it today. I cannot wait. I need that breakthrough right now in my life. Whether it's financial breakthrough, whatever breakthrough you need in your life, the Lord will give grant that to you this morning in the name of Jesus. If you need healing, God will grant you that today in the name of Jesus. We need breakthrough. Breakthrough at the Ark Fellowship would need breakthrough because we need to build a new sanctuary. God is with us, has not forsaken us. Not one minute. Not one minute. Angela, please, would you come up? As our people are we're standing waiting for somebody to pray for. Thank you. Please come up, come up. Today is your day. Look, I tell you as a servant of the Lord, I believe this, that your situation is going to change from this very morning and you will testify to it. This is not come, let's pray for you. This is agreeing with the word of God and saying things have got to change and things have to change today. Hallelujah. Today is your day. Today is the day of deliverance. Today is the day of freedom. Today is the day of breakthrough. Freedom is on the way for you. Right now, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. May your life never be the same. May the miracles of God come your way mightily. Those that are struggling financially, that's the end of it. God will pour his blessings upon you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.